0: Welcome, everybody, to Understanding the Power of Money, what everyone needs to know about money but are too afraid to ask. Money's powerful, and we all ask ourselves the same big questions. How much is enough? Can I afford that? How do I make my money grow? And of course, when can I buy my beach house? Those are the questions everyone thinks about, and this podcast will help you find the answers. My name is Amit Chopra, and welcome to Understanding the Power of Money. Emergency podcast, folks, we have had an absolutely crazy week in the market. I'm not sure if you've turned on the news lately or listened to the radio or frankly, probably spoken to your barber or the dry cleaner down the road, but everybody at this point is talking about GameStop stock and AMC Entertainment and Nokia. And I'm sure you're hearing the news talk about uh, short squeeze and Wall Street bets, and all this other lingo and jargon that they say very enthusiastically, and you ask yourself, what the heck is going on? Over the course of the past week, I have gotten three dozen calls from clients, not asking me to trade for them, but asking me what is happening and why is it happening? So I figured if I'm getting all these phone calls, I bet you, all of you, are probably thinking the same thing right now. So, this podcast is a quick educational uh, overview of what is happening right now and going through a little bit of the jargon and lingo. So, before we can dive into the mechanics of what is actually happening with GameStop, let's start with some uh, vocabulary. So the first thing, and that is at the crux of of the event that's occurring right now, is what is a short position? So a short is when you borrow a stock from a broker and sell it immediately for its current price. Then you hope that that stock will fall in price such that you can buy it back cheaper than you originally sold it, return it back to your broker, and keep the difference of what you sold it for and what you bought it back for. Even saying that, I'm a little confused. So let me give it to you in an example, right? The first thing you have to realize is when I say you're borrowing a stock from a broker, that's literally what you're doing. You're going to your broker and you're saying, I want to borrow one share of XYZ stock. And, and your broker is going to say to you, okay. We're willing to lend you this one share of XYZ stock or 10 shares or 100 shares or whatever you're asking for. In this case, we'll say one share to make it an easy example. We'll give you the one share of stock. We'll lend it to you because you have X amount of dollars in your account, because you are an accredited investor, perhaps. Maybe they're doing it because of your dashing good looks. That's not why they're going to do it for me, but maybe for you. Definitely not for me, though. Okay. I borrow the one share of XYZ stock, and I immediately sell it for $10, which in our example is the current trading price. So now I have $10 in my hand, but I owe my broker one share of XYZ stock at some point in the future. So let's say XYZ drops to $7. Well, I can buy that share back with the $10 I have in my hand, only spending seven of it to cover my position. I can return the one share to the broker that I borrowed it from and I get to keep the $3, right? Because I sold it for 10 and I bought it back for seven. This is great. Well, it can go the other way. Let's say instead of falling to seven, the shares of XYZ go to 15 or go to 17 or go to 18. I still need to return that one share to my broker that I borrowed it from. I can buy it back at, let's say 15 and my loss is the $5 difference because I sold it for 10 but I had to buy it back for, for 15 and return it back to my broker. That is what's happening right now. <clears throat> You're having what's called a short squeeze. Now, I've added some more lingo here. We figured out what a short position is. What's a squeeze? In investing, a squeeze typically refers to a time when some sort of rapid price movement in a company's stock, is forcing investors to make a change in their investment positions that they otherwise wouldn't have done. Those forced moves drive even more price change and even more forced moves, creating this really nasty feedback loop that can really last quite a while before it completely crashes. So, what if if we know a squeeze? is an investor being forced to make a change because of a rapidly moving stock price. What's a short squeeze? Well, a short squeeze is when a stock price is moving upwards. It forces the people who had shorted the stock, remember you borrow the stock and sell it at that immediate at the price at the, the immediate sale price. Now, if the stock price is going up, A short squeeze means all of the people who have shorted that stock, they have to buy those shares back because they want to avoid further losses. So if they're buying the shares back, they're driving the stock price higher. We're seeing that right now. Let me give you an example of how it works in the normal world, and people don't really say anything or complain about it. A few years ago, there was a hedge fund manager named Bill Ackman. He's still a hedge fund manager. I bet you, you see him on TV if you watch CNBC pretty often. Well, Bill Ackman was very short the company Herbalife. He felt like Herbalife was a pyramid scheme. It is a multi-level marketing company, and he felt like it was a pyramid scheme. So he shorted the stock and was very vocal about it and was very public about it. The problem is he did his math wrong. He overshorted the stock, just like what's happening to GameStop. So a bunch of hedge fund managers got together in what's called a quote unquote idea dinner. And they did the math themselves and realized that they could squeeze Bill Ackman simply by coming together and buying shares of Herbalife. Because they were buying shares of Herbalife and the stock price was going up, Bill Ackman had to cover his shorts because he didn't. Right, his 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 risk at that point was limitless because the price could go up infinitely. So he had to keep buying the stock to cover his short, driving the price even higher. And then those hedge fund managers who squeezed him, they dump all their shares, and the share and the, and the stock price craters. But Mr. Ackman is no longer short, so he doesn't benefit from when the when the share price falls. In fact. He just had to buy back all these shares to return it back to his broker that he borrowed them from. So that's pretty typical. That happens, and it happens often. Uh, idea dinners have been have been around since the beginning of hedge funds. Frankly, what we saw with GameStop is instead of it being hedge funds who noticed the math was wrong, it was a bunch of individual investors, a bunch of retail investors. If you listen to the news, apparently it's a bunch of people in their parents' basement. That's not true by the way. But these individual retail investors all came together on a uh, a social media web page called Reddit under the subreddit Wall Street Bets and they discussed it just like hedge fund managers would do. And what they realized was that GameStop was shorted more than outstanding shares were available. All right. What does that even mean? Let's break it down. If there's 100 million shares of GameStop out there floating in the in the ether for people to buy and sell, 100 million shares, well, 140 million shares had been borrowed and sold short. More had been sold short than was actually existing. So what does that mean? If people start buying that stock, whoever's short is going to get squeezed and squeezed bad. So Wall Street bets came together and started to buy and buy heavily. And so that created this really large short squeeze. Now, remember I told you how everybody thinks that this is a bunch of kids in their parents' basement? That's not true. I have gone through the Wall Street bets uh, thread on Reddit. I have read frankly, thousands of posts. My, my head is spinning a little bit. But I went through the analysis that some of these uh, retail investors have done. <clears throat> it's amazing. It is incredible. It's some of the best analysis I could could ever tell you I've I've ever seen. It is better than analysts on Wall Street have done. And they're not telling you why GameStop is a good company. They didn't do fundamental analysis on on the revenue of the company and on the earnings of the company. They did momentum analysis. They figured out that they could squeeze this company really bad through a short squeeze. And then they figured it out even further that they can do what's called a gamma squeeze. And you're hearing this on TV also. So I'm going to break down a gamma squeeze pretty quick, hopefully, because really nobody needs to know what a gamma squeeze is going forward. Instead of using a stock, let's use bricks. I want to build a house, but it's January and it's cold. So I want to build a house in June, but I'm really scared the price of bricks is going to go up. So I go to my brick distributor. I don't even know if that's a thing. I, I don't. It's a mason. I don't even know who distributes bricks, but let's call him a brick distributor. I'm going to go to my brick distributor and I'm going to tell him, hey, I need bricks for this size house. And he's going to say to me, no problem. That number of bricks right now at today's price, $50,000. And I'm going to say, okay, I want them for today's price, but I don't want to take them from you until June. And he's going to say, okay, I'll give them to you for today's price. You can pay me in June when you take the bricks, but because I can't sell these bricks now between now and June, you got to give me $5,000. So I give him my $5,000. I come back in June. I buy my bricks. We're all good. But if I don't come back in June, if I don't buy my bricks, he gets to keep my $5,000 and I got to go buy bricks at whatever the price is when I need them. That is the basis of what's called a call option contract. In this case, you're getting a market maker, someone on the other side of your trade, to enter into a contract with you saying they will sell you a a certain number of shares of a stock at a set price between now and a date in the future. Okay, great. That makes sense. Now I can buy it. I can buy the stock anytime between now and a date in the future for this set price. Well, the market maker, the person who gives me that right, They have to deliver me the stock and they don't want to be stuck delivering me the stock at a higher price if the shares go up. So after they sell me my right to buy it, they go out and physically buy the stock. So they have it ready for me to give it to me, right? So in my scenario, that's like the person promising to sell me the bricks for today's price, but he doesn't actually have the bricks yet. So he doesn't want to get caught by the price of bricks going up, just like I don't want to get caught with that. So he actually goes out and buys me my $50,000 worth of bricks. Well, in stocks, if you do that and you constantly have people buying the stock so they could cover themselves, that's going to drive the stock price up. So what Wall Street Bets and individual retail investors started to do is they started to buy call options, options in the future that... that market makers like citadel would have to make do what would have to make good on so they would have to come up with the stock so citadel and other market makers went out and bought the stock driving the stock price even higher so what does this all mean how does this impact all of you does it does it even matter no it doesn't short squeezes happen this is something that's going to happen again it's happened before uh the the most vivid time in my memory is 2008 when this happened with Volkswagen literally Volkswagen closed on a Friday I believe at like four in the in in the in the double digits uh in the double digits uh of a share price and at, I think on Monday it ended up closing um above a thousand a share and then it plummeted the next morning It's like catching a falling knife. But in this case, it's not catching a falling knife. It's not a butter knife or a steak knife. It's a falling katana sword, right? You have to grab the handle just right. Otherwise, you're taking your hand off. And that's exactly what's happening right now. It's so easy to watch the news and to watch these ridiculous gains and think you've missed the boat. You have not missed the boat. This is not how people build wealth. Uh, getting lucky in short squeezes is the same as getting lucky hitting the right lotto numbers. And unfortunately, what this is going to do is give ammunition for people on TV to tell you about how Wall Street and the stock market is a casino and it's gambling and all of this different stuff. Well, that's just not true. The stock market is a tool that's used through a disciplined approach to save money and invest money in good, high-quality companies and grow your wealth over time. For the middle class in America, it is the only way to build enough wealth to retire, especially as interest rates are near zero and are going to stay near zero for the foreseeable future. Don't let the media use jargon that you don't understand, that all of a sudden makes you feel like you missed the boat or makes you worried about what's going to happen in the market. I saw a report today about there being a lack of liquidity to pay the people who own GameStop stock when they want to sell. I couldn't believe that this was a report because the price of a stock is driven by supply and demand. If I own the stock and I want to sell it, and there's no demand for it, it's going to cause the stock price to go down. It doesn't mean there's not enough liquidity to buy the stock from me in the market. It means that nobody wants it because it's a piece of junk. And that's normal. But the fact that people are speaking about this in terms like it's going to break the market or that something is going to be over because of it or some sort of catastrophic event is going to happen because of it is just not statistically accurate. Could it happen? Listen, anything can happen in the stock market. I think we're watching that that right now in, in real in real time. Is it likely to happen though? No. Statistically speaking, will it happen? No. This is another blip on the map that will cause concern for individual investors and make you zig or zag or try and catch a falling knife. This didn't require you to do anything. Stick with your plan. Move forward. Now, does it mean you shouldn't trade this event? Absolutely not. I'm a big proponent of having a trading account, of enjoying trading in the stock market, but but treating it just like you are picking football games. You're not trying to become rich. It's not going to make you a millionaire. You're scratching an itch that allows you to leave the rest of your plan alone. But Right now what you're getting is you're getting inundated with this lingo and jargon and these words that you don't understand. And I hope that this episode of the podcast helped shed some light on it for you. If you want to dive into this further, I do have some more resources. Fill out the Google the Google doc in the description of this Uh, of this podcast. Give me your email address. I can send you some additional resources. There's also a link down there to click to set up a time to chat. I'm happy to chat with anybody. Uh, I enjoy this. Watching all of this unfold has been like watching a reality TV show unfold for me. This has been my own version of, I want to say keeping up with the Kardashians, but frankly, that show is terrible. This has been my own version of, of Gold Rush, of a reality TV show. Uh, really. And I love discussing it. I love educating other people about you, about it. So if you have questions, you want to know what's going on, you want to know if, if somehow you you took advantage of it, or if you didn't take advantage of it, or how can you take advantage of it? Or how can you spot it next time? All of that, fair game. Uh, click on the link, book a time. Let's chat for 15, 20 minutes, get to know each other, see if I can answer some questions for you. But I hope this emergency episode of Understanding the Power of Money was helpful, because this is truly, There to help you understand the power of money. If building wealth is important to you, then you need a plan. And the first step to any good financial plan is a budget. If you'd like a free copy of the budgeting template that I use personally and have shared with hundreds of clients over the past 15 years, check out the link in the description. This is a comprehensive budgeting template that you can use as much of or as little of as you need and customize it to you. In the meantime, do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone next episode.